0: y'all and welcome to We Needed This, a podcast with Caitlin Heiss and Ellie McKinney.
1: We are beyond excited to create a space for honest conversations. So whether you're a photographer or entrepreneur, sometimes you just need encouragement, support and perspective and to know you're not alone. We are so happy you're here and we can't wait to learn with you, to grow with you and to connect with you.
0: So click subscribe to hang out with us and get real about business, life and mindset. What's up, y'all? I'm Caitlin, and I'm here with my girl, Ellie McKinney. What's up, Ellie?
1: Oh, just ready to have a conversation with you to <laughs> add to this goodness.
0: I love that I just have a scheduled time to talk with you every week now.
1: Honestly, it's um, healthy for my mental, just as healthy as it is. For
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I love it. How has your week been?
1: It has been wild. It has been a rush of pivoting and exploring and recreating. So I think this topic is really going to hit home on a lot of things for what my week has been like. What about you?
0: Um, it has been interesting. Very not work-related. There are some things going on in my personal life that are a little heavy and a little tough, but I have been trying to support those people and spending time with friends and trying to spend some, uh, quality time. So that has also been good. And I feel like also in some ways, (laughs) if you haven't read the title already, we're talking about getting unstuck today. Um, and obviously we can't plan what's happening in our lives but this one has just happened to pan out perfectly <laughs> yes but i feel like being stuck is something that anybody in any industry is going to feel or any kind of job or whatever like and it can come in all different fonts but i feel like a talking about being stuck and what that feels like but then also like trying to come up with some ways to at least make yourself feel better if maybe you can't necessarily unstick, but ultimately unsticking yourself and getting unstuck. um, Those are all things that we like need because I feel like this time of year, especially, I don't know about you, but.
1: Yes. And I'm going to put myself out there as the weird one that I am. (laughs) I love getting stuck. I feel like that's not a common theme.
0: (laughs) What is wrong with you?
1: (laughs) I love you so much. Here's the thing, because any chance that I have in this life to recreate myself or redefine myself, I am fueled. I am ready to go in the moment being stuck does not feel good. That is depression for me. That is unsureness. That is being too competitive against what I'm seeing in the industry. But Mm. when I can redefine myself, I'm looking around like, all right, when, when is the world just going to pause and be ready for what I'm about to bring? And so while I hate oh to be the one who's like, oh yeah, I really, I I think um, there's some toxic positivity in the way that I live my life that way. Oh my However, God. it's not too toxic to the point where it doesn't make sense. I think there's always- you know, a beautiful pot of gold at the end of a rainbow, if you will. And so being stuck always leads to a new discovery, which I think is just like beautiful.
0: I feel like toxic positivity is a big part of, I feel like it kind of contributes sometimes to feeling stuck, but then it also is like not always the most helpful. So I actually feel like you're not toxically positive, but you're scrappy.
1: like you're scrappy scrappy. thank you and you like
0: are like okay that doesn't work okay okay that doesn't work okay like you like never you're like the little energizer bunny like you just I mean (laughs) I'm not trying to put it on you that like you don't run out of energy because like let's be real
1: but I feel like
0: you are like like you're scrapping like you're like all right period like what's next like what's the next thing so don't label yourself as toxically positive because when I think about toxically positive it's like for me, toxic positivity makes me feel stuck because it's like, okay, mm, well, okay. if this is the image that everybody's putting out and this is the way that we're being encouraged to be and just like happy no matter what and like put a smile on no matter what and never feel why we're feeling that way, it's like, okay, so I have no one to turn to because I'm just going to be seen as like negative or, you know what I mean? Like, and that there makes is, total sense. There is negativity to it. Like, but I feel like you have to sometimes just like be in the negative space and then just know when to get yourself out of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like know when you've been there too long and then Mm -hmm. like make a plan for a swift exit (laughs) because, you know, like it just, it can, I can feel isolating. I think when there's just like, when all you're seeing is like sunshine and rainbows and like, it seems like everybody around you, like they're, the image that they're curating on social media or whatever, like that's what it's giving. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, okay, so it is just me feeling like this, you know?
1: Yeah. So we're going to call me scrappy in this yeah. conversation. It is so much more fitting. And it's true that that toxic positivity is what leads you to being stuck for a lot of portion of the time in this career. And just thinking about it, we have this whole situation. I'm hosting a workshop in Iceland. Things are going really well. And then all of a sudden a big, piece, like the main piece of why I planned this thing, like what the shoot was going to be like. We get told we cannot do it. Like, there's no way around it. There's nothing I can do about it. My assistant was like, I've got to tell you something. You could tell there was some hesitation in her voice. Oh, no. She's like, I don't want to be the person. You know what my brain does? Because I have trained myself to mentally be this energizer bunny who pivots. (laughs) I said, that's no big deal. People wanted to see this other thing more. They're probably going to love this more. Let's change the entire day to reroute and be at two or three places instead of the one so that we can get multiple shoots out of where we would have been stuck at one location all day. And she was like, "Who are you?
0: <laughs> what is wrong with you?" In and now we best, have this respectfully. <laughs>
1: yeah, we have this better plan. I'm the people who are attending are going to be way more excited. It just makes more sense. But if I would have let myself be stuck for too long over the fact, like, hey, this big plan you put together, like, sorry, girl, it's not happening. Right. (laughs) It would have really messed me up for a bit. And I didn't used to be like this. It took a lot of mindset training. And I hate to even say that out loud because it feels so forced, like, train your mind to think differently. It doesn't feel real, but I've got to say, from my experience, practicing thinking about things in a different way, like being stuck, has helped me overcome and be even better in ways that if I wouldn't have um, appreciated my impulsivity, impulsivity is that a word? Im- impulsiveness. Impulsiveness. Perfect. <laughs> so if I wouldn't have appreciated my impulsiveness and I, again, used to see that as such a detrimental part of my personality, then it wouldn't help me overcome these things. And so it's just realizing that sometimes when society sees something like impulse as such a negative thing, it helps me be a better leader because I can shift in times that are needed.
0: I will say, I feel like this is good because we have two opposite ends of the spectrum because I wish I was like you so much more. Because I feel like I get stuck and I have a really hard time. I also like struggle with depression and anxiety, which I know a lot of people do. And even if you do and you don't struggle with getting stuck, like that's okay. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like I can see how that like. These
1: can go hand in hand. It goes
0: hand in hand for me. And like. um, Raise a hand. (laughs) um, I feel like. I don't have. I said this out loud. I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome. Um, surprise if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, but I feel like I have been stuck for a whole year. That's I feel a long like time. 2022, I was just like, and it, like, teeters between, like, stuck and burnout, I think. And maybe those... I feel like those things absolutely go hand in hand. Yes. Um, And I've, like, fought through a lot of it, but not for forward progression. It was more of, like, if we're getting stuck in the quicksand... I know that this is not an original thought and it's been put on the Twitter and everything else a million times, (laughs) but that meme or whatever it is, when they're like, as a kid, I thought quicksand was going to be way more of an issue than it actually Mm. was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was me. Okay. Anyways, but if we want to use the quicksand (laughs) analogy and we're like sinking into the quicksand, like that's the getting stuck. Like, I feel like all of my scrappiness was like, just to stay on top of the quicksand but not actually like take the forward movement. Mm -hmm. And so this year I'm like, I mean, it really took me until like January of 2023. And I looked back and it's like, I guess my, the place I've been stuck in, if I have to like, like put a name to it is like survival mode. Like I've been in survival mode. I've been trying to like maintain equilibrium you know, still having fun. Like I'm not saying every day is like doom and gloom. Like that's not real life. Like, you know what I mean? Like there have been like high moments, but I felt like mentally I was just in survival mode, like stuck there for a whole year.
1: I have so many thoughts around this because you're either like, yes, Caitlin, that is where I'm at. Or you're like, yes, Ellie, that is exactly how I do it. I think that's how we cope with the world around us. Like we have, we're in some survival mode because I totally connected and related to that. And so instead of dealing with the world, my survivor mode is like, let's change everything. Let's move. Huh. Relatable, right? Let's add something else to my business. Let's hire somebody. Let's. And so my survival mode looks like pivoting continuously. But then on the flip side is, I don't take the time to be stuck. And I think there's also something really big to say that I skip the process a lot of times because I'm so focused Mm. on what's the answer to get out of it instead of realizing what got me there or those feelings that are there with that. So I think our coping mechanisms around being stuck look totally different, but the being stuck impacts us both greatly in very different ways. And I don't think I realized that till we talked about it. Which is why we needed this.
0: <laughs> but well, I mean, yeah, like I obviously feel like a year is too long. Yeah, but I also, it in is. some ways, feel like a year was necessary because it took me that long to even realize. Like, if you would have asked me in the summer. I wouldn't have said, oh, I'm, I'm stuck or I'm feeling like I'm just in like survival mode or like I've, it like took me that long to like be able to put a name to it. So like, it's almost helped me this year because even though I'm still having to like relearn how to feel like, you know, the unstuck version of myself, Right. I, it's helping me because I'm realizing 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 things um I'm realizing that that's what it was so it's kind of like helping me separate of like okay like that's not how I actually am that was just where I was at you know and like I'm still slowly like getting myself like taking the forward movement that I really need because I think I position or grow like when I'm really like happy and excited and whatever. So for me, it's like harder to do it when I'm feeling like so like stuck in like or burnout or whatever, because I feel like I'm not doing something right in what I was doing because I'm feeling like this. So I feel like if I'm, if I don't correct this issue, then I can't build something Like in in Caitlin's mind, I can't build something or pivot or whatever until I understand why I felt the way that I'm feeling about what I was doing in the first place. I don't know if any of that made sense.
1: It makes more sense than you know. And I think (laughs) you just define the first step of becoming unstuck. And that's the step that I tend to skip and why I think the decisions I make help me pivot, but they don't necessarily solve the problem all of the time. And mm-hmm. that is defining what it is that got you stuck. And I feel like that's what you just explained beautifully so that whenever we're thinking, okay, this is the phase of us being unstuck. We have to define exactly what it is that has us stuck to begin with, to be able to even transition into a new version or a new phase of us.
0: Yeah. And it can be really hard because like, I. And still figuring it out, but it does help me like compartmentalize of like, okay, like this is what was happening. And like, probably throughout the year, maybe there were different, like contributing factors to that. But like, for me, like a huge part of mine is grief. Mm -hmm. Like our family has like, I mean, if you don't know me personally, then you probably, even if you. Even if you are friends with me on the internet, you probably don't know because I'm like really bad at like I'm really good at sharing like one-on-one, obviously, because I'm just talking to Ellie right now, and then I realize that a lot of people are probably gonna listen to this. <laughs> but um, but like we've had three major losses in our family the same week of the year, three years of in a row. So first week of December. 2020, first week of December, 2021. Well, last week of November, 2022. So
1: during such a heavy time of the year to begin with.
0: Yeah. And I realized I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago and I was like, (laughs) so the funny thing is, is that I have been in this kind of headspace as far as like this, like terrible, awful thing. It feels like Groundhog Day, first of all. Like, I know I'm like a laugh to keep from crying person. So like, here we are. This terrible thing has happened. It almost feels like it's like an annual. It's happened so many times in a row. And also, I only had two years in my business without that grief cycle impacting how I'm functioning. And now I've had three years in my business where that grief cycle has happened Like, right on time, like annually. And it's like trying to show up and serve for people while also like, and like be my best self for them while also like having all these like personal feelings that are going, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just snap yourself out of like what's going on. So, I realized when I did that math, I've actually done more of that in the time that I've owned. I've spent more years of my business. Dealing with that than I have without it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, as excited and as much as I love my business, it's like that's a really heavy thing to try to like. And obviously, lots of people have lots of different things that happen to us and like, you know, whatever, but like, I didn't deal with it well. And so it's like, I look back and I'm like, of course. I feel burnout, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's like, obviously, like, you can feel burnout for a lot of different reasons. It doesn't have to be something, like, super, super heavy. It can just be your work schedule. But it's, like, my work schedule on top of the things that were going on in my personal life and feeling like I shouldn't share them or not knowing if I was really, like, even in a place to share them. And then just, like, continuing to bulldoze through life, bulldoze, bulldozer merch coming soon. I'm just kidding. Maybe not. I don't know. But, but you know, like I didn't really realize until like January how much like snowballing all of that and just like continuing to not make any changes to the way that I run my business or run my life or spend my time or anything is like not helping So I guess that is my pivot. Like, like I know this year, like obviously like implementing change in a photography business, we really have to think for the future because we've already planned our year, right? Right. Let's be real. So we've already planned our year, but it's like, I'm going to have to like consciously try to, because if I don't, I'm like not going to. Like mentally, I'm not going to be okay. You know, as happy and as excited and grateful as I can be for my business, like I'm not going to be okay. Like feeling so stuck and burnout, just in myself.
1: Yeah. And a part of the transition from recognizing this, realizing this, everybody's journey is going to look different, however much time you need. I know I recently posted on social media about me going through something. It took me four and a half years. I think um, it's also okay to say that you're still not totally unstuck to Caitlin because you can't, you know, it it still doesn't feel right to pivot from from just hearing your voice and talking about it, right? So I think... What are some things that you have decided now that you're recognizing this, realizing that multiple years of your business have been in this headspace? What are you, what are some either changes or adjusting that you've done so far, or just thoughts of things that you wanted to implement? I
0: actually have a couple of things and I'm like feeling excited about it because usually I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I call you. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) But I'm like, okay. So I've like actually like thought about this. And while this is definitely not perfect yet, like I can literally visualize my calendar in my head and I'm like, well, you kind of failed, but in in the time that I do have, I'm going to try to (laughs) make the most of it. But, um, I've got to give myself more time off as far as like,
1: scheduled, right?
0: Or just not even necessarily like time off, but being more conscious with my scheduling, like knowing, like really trying to take into account how Caitlin six months from now is going to feel about decisions Caitlin is making today. Right. And like what my energy levels are going to be or like what that's going to feel like, you know, while still wanting to be like competitive and like aggressive isn't the right word, but you know what I mean? Like going for it in my business. Like I don't want to. Scrappy.
1: Yeah. Scrappy, be scrappy.
0: Hello. Yeah. <laughs> like I, that makes me feel good. So like, I don't want to not do those things, but I've got to create more balance for myself as far as like doing things that are not photography related, not business related, like, you know, that are just for. Me and my family and my friends, you know, like where I'm not thinking about work or what other people think. Yeah. And I'm, or like, I'm not going on vacation and thinking about how I'm wasting this travel opportunity. If I don't find somebody for me, Mm -hmm. that's a huge one because like, while there's a time and a place, like take advantage of stuff like that for sure. Like we are planning a trip for my birthday. My birthday's in July. I'm on Hello. So we're planning a trip for my birthday. I'm really excited about it. And literally, I wasn't saying it out loud, but I was like laughing at myself because I could not even have a conversation about the location of the place without thinking about what you should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't even finish that sentence where, like, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
0: it's like, it's not bad because, like, yes, like, of course, like, I want that content, but it was like, I need to not take my camera. Absolutely not.
1: Or get yourself a little cheap yeah, film camera like,
0: to take for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I need to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not that I don't love travel photos and like awesome destinations, like, that's a huge part of, Stuff that I love in my business, but it's like I've got to not let it come into every single thing that I do.
1: No, because I even feel as though there was a lot of pressure on me that whenever I was traveling to, I went to three countries that started with an I, Iceland, Italy, and Ireland. And whenever I went to all three of those places, I not once, made anything about my portfolio, which was really hard for me. But that was one of my goals for the year was that whenever I went to Iceland, it was truly to enjoy it with my friend and to figure out like what Iceland is like, it was like a huge curiosity for me. And one thing I'm learning to do is fuel my curiosity instead of thinking of how much content I can get out of something. Because Mm -hmm. I think when the intention is there, that's when we're more motivated. That's when we see ourselves in a brighter light who we want to be. And we get inspiration behind what we're doing for our clients. Italy was for clients. I fully focused on them and spending time there with my family. There was no additional add-ons of like, Meeting up with somebody and then Ireland was our 10-year vow renewal and we spent the whole time about us except there was one little mistake that I would like to admit is that Taylor and I did content for a hotel. Now we adore this hotel. We've been there before. We photographed a wedding there a few years ago and we want to come back. I'd love to host a workshop there. So in my head, I was coming up with all of these reasons why we needed to spend the morning after our 10 year vow renewal working, <laughs> Caitlin. I know. I'm hungover as hell. Like we had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's set the scene. However, uh, that relationship with that hotel and taking that time away from me and my husband enjoying was not worth what I'm going to get out of that. And realizing that and making a few mistakes along the way is I think where we need to find ourselves sometimes because you don't truly understand how important something is until you've lost it, right? The same thing with those family members. And like you scheduling time off, I would dare to say we all think about people we've lost in our lives and how we wish we could get the time back. And so making time for the people who are in our lives and special to us right now, getting to the point where you can see that crystal clear and not letting things interrupt that, I think is not only a part of us just getting older and understanding us and our time on this earth, but realizing that there's a time and place for everything. And so when you Mm -hmm. make time for family and the people who matter, like why don't we get stuck on that a little more than like stuck in the business cycle of competitive thinking or whatever it is that drives that being stuck.
0: And you took the words right out of my mouth because while I think that there's like, we kind of touched on toxic positivity. There is also a lot of like toxic hustle culture. While like the hustle is necessary to a certain extent, I feel like, especially as women, we're told like, you're going to have to, we know that in a lot of ways, like we have to like do more and work harder and all that kind of stuff. But like, we feel like if we're not constantly working, that we're not growing the business. And so that for me has been like really hard because I feel like if I don't shoot content, well, I've wasted the opportunity,
1: Mm.
0: you know? So I feel like you really have to use our filter to like, take from that of like, yes, like I need to be scrappy and I need to be competitive and I need to take advantage of my opportunities, but also know when it's important to just have time like for ourselves, because like, you can't, that's not, you can't maintain that. You know what I mean? Like that is not sustainable as far as like constantly being, you know, not thinking about anything else. It's already going to consume us. Like you don't have to like make it a part of your mindset to like be consumed by your job. Like it's already going to happen. Like you don't have to dial that up.
1: (laughs) The natural force will cause you to be in that exact place. So that's where we're at. I think for, I don't know when I'm thinking of this conversation and having it with you, I just want to thank you for being so vulnerable and being able to share these pieces because I think it's so much more relatable. And while I tried to tell myself, I haven't like, oh, I don't know if I've been through that. There's always something in my mind that pops up that I'm like, oh yes, actually, wait, this is, this is hurting a little bit. Like we're here <laughs> with you. Everyone listening is here with us and we're not going through these phases alone. And so I was just thinking back to like, you know the podcast that we made about the filter that you just mentioned. The <laughs> conversations about finding community and how these reoccurring topics are coming into every aspect of our business. And so it's just so interesting to see how how these things come into play. And with becoming unstuck, I know I see this everywhere. Where there's the TikToks and the Instagram posts of like, you know what are your hobbies? And as business owners, especially as women, like you just said, we give our all to this job. So we're like, I mean, what do you mean? Like what, yeah. what, what hobby are you like? What time do I have for a hobby? And so I think part of the process of becoming unstuck is really pushing our own curiosity to either hobbies or reading or walking in nature and just finding things that make us happy that have nothing to do with our everyday events and letting mm-hmm. that take up our mind space for just a little bit to have clarity.
0: So I don't have any hobbies and I realized that because
1: I didn't until this year. So. I was talking, <laughs> I was talking to my best friend
0: and we kind of like had one of those moments of like, Oh God, like, whoops. Cause it was like, well, what do you do for fun? I, I mean, like that I, question. Like, I, well, until have, recently. Well, it's like I have fun. Like, obviously, like, if I'm, like, with my friends or, like, we're, you know, like, if we do go on a trip or, like, whatever. But, like, I don't have – and maybe I'm thinking about hobbies in the wrong way. So, like, somebody – I
1: think so. I tweet me. But and it, tell me. <laughs> but I uh, I don't yeah. have an
0: activity that I'm, like – what is a hobby even supposed to look like? I don't even know what my hobby would be because my hobby – well, photography, I never even let it I didn't really give it a chance to be a hobby. I just
1: no. I mean, no but, photographer really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a I'd say ten percenters out there looking yeah. you know, just living their best hobby. If but, you're
0: listening to this, you and did you're getting what I paid, paid yeah. for
1: photography, <laughs> you ain't got a hobby, Paying honey. Hobby.
0: <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know that I have any hobbies. I don't know
1: that I've ever had a hobby.
0: Well, right. I'm thinking about like people in movies like putting together like those little models and stuff like that's a hobby
1: here's the thing movies ruin a lot for us yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) like movies piss me off because they're like this is what love is and this is what kissing should look like all up in I mean it's just a lot so if we're thinking about hobbies and movies you're like oh my gosh yes sitting on a patio painting half naked with (laughs) like sheet wrapped around your body. Like they're romanticizing. Shout out to Rachel,
0: Rachel McAdams in the notebook.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's who I want to be. So I did take up painting, but, um, it's, it's one of those pieces where I think in our minds, like, do you like to read? I, I don't, I can't relate. Cause I'm like a horrible reader, but here's the thing. If you like to read, like that's a beautiful hobby or. Okay. So I have one hobby. That's good. No, do you like to read? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Let's add to it. No, no, no. You are such a hobbyist. (laughs) Yes, queen. Okay. You love to read. What else do we like? Um, do you like walking outside with fresh air?
0: I never go on a walk.
1: You are not a walker. So if you're listening and you're like, yes, put me in nature. You do your thing. I love being outside,
0: (laughs) but I definitely do not take enough, um, like planned intentional opportunities to be outside enough.
1: I think that's fair, but you're a reader. So that's one hobby. So let's dig into this a little more. Are you okay with this? Yeah. Love this direction. Um, Do you invest in your friends and understanding like storytelling and emotions and like soaking up that information? Yeah. That's a hobby.
0: Talking to my friends is a hobby.
1: Absolutely. Like something that you're inspired by because a lot of people, and, and this could be Introvert, extrovert, talk, whatever. But I think there's so many mundane things that we do in life that we really enjoy and want to spend our time doing. And I'll Google to see if that's how you define a freaking hobby. What, whatever I'm sold in this moment—that's the we needed
0: this definition. Period. That is the
1: we needed this. And here's the thing: what if I'm completely wrong? I'll tell you in two minutes when I look it up. But I think that anything that we do in this lifetime. That brings us joy, that brings us not even purpose, but fulfillment. That should count as a hobby.
0: I completely agree with you.
1: Because I'm over here feeling like,
0: I mean, also, P.S. If your hobby is putting together those little cute models, like, please, I love that. I would love also if you would send me photos of you doing that. Wait, like um, wooden
1: planes or like what? Yeah, but like, okay, oh my so I found this cute. girl
0: on TikTok and she makes, um, she makes <laughs> miniatures and they almost look like oh wait they're almost like really like fancy it's not Legos like it's not Lego brand but it's almost like adult like very classy looking like Lego models of like little houses and stuff and they like light Precious. up and everything there's and they like have the little furniture and stuff it's so cute and so, she like, has not to,
1: monetized it
0: I don't know maybe she has I don't think so I think she just makes them for herself.
1: So I think on the internet, I, then she's totally doing that as a hobby. I think my definition of hobby and maybe where, again, it's this weird mindset shift where I'm like, Hey, I'm the weird one. I think talking to your friends is a hobby, but it's like, I don't know. I just looked it up and Google says a hobby is an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. And if you get pleasure out of something that you're not being paid for, then that's a hobby. And we we need to kind of define this for you, Caitlin. But me and you are in the same boat with that, right? Like we (laughs) this is how we love to spend our free time. This is why we have a podcast. We love communication. We love storytelling. We love tips and resources for just life. Like I feel like we are communication. Hobbyist. hobbyist i don't know this is getting really <laughs> weird but if you can relate send us a dm so we don't feel alone love you mean it and i just think that we're in a good place where we could start thinking about hobbies a little different and letting our curiosity lead us to a hobby instead of trying to define a movie moment
0: yeah i can't through I, recording all these Things. This is literally giving me the same feeling as um the outsourcing thing, and I realized oh, yeah. that I was outsourcing. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, we I, are outsourcing." Like my like internal definition was just not right. So this is good for me for like expanding. Because so I'm like, oh, like that doesn't apply to me. I don't do that. But I'm like, apparently, it does.
1: Yeah, and there's so many. Like, I love. Oh, I just wish I wouldn't be so weird. If somebody relates, let me know because like I'm just over here. <laughs> But I think I love listening to sad music because I love figuring out what emotions, how emotions impact my body. Like when I get a lump in my throat, or like I feel like my heart feels heavy. And I cool. really like defining ways that emotions impact my body as a vessel, as a whole. And while that sounds really odd, I think I love in my free time doing that. And I love to see how music impacts other people. And it has nothing to do with photography, but now saying it out loud, it's like, well, I look at those things in my photography because I love doing it in my free time so much. So I'm wondering if these hobbies, like you and this communication piece, like I'm wondering, I see that a ton in your photography. You're looking at different connections people have and capturing them at the most vulnerable moments. And If this hobby wasn't something that was so important to you and that you like to practice, it wouldn't be such a strength in your photography. And I don't know why I'm taking it this far, but here we are.
0: (laughs) I love that. Well, I would have never like thought about it that way. So that's good. But I guess probably our hobbies are like either our inner child or, Mm -hmm. you know, something coming out anyway. So that probably is why it bleeds into our business that way.
1: Yeah. How cute is that? So cute. So,
0: I mean, I have, it's been going on since COVID, like during quarantine, trying to read more. I am the most inconsistent reader available, but I do have this lovely um, shared note on my phone with my friends Mm. that has all of our, like, basically it's like a list of our to be read, but then we took it a step further Shout out to Catherine and Chrissy, if you're listening to this, but they, um, we literally made like a spreadsheet in the note and it was like, who owns the, like, it has a column for each of us. And we put one emoji in there if we own the book and then we put in, uh, we initial the same slot once we've read it. And then we have our mailing addresses at the top. So like we can mail each other books. So I guess reading is my hobby. I just need to be, I need to carve out more time for it.
1: That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Like that I'm is of us. like I wish I read so I could be a, a you know what's oh weird. So me and my friends recently all downloaded this horoscope app so that we could read about each other's personalities and how compatible we are and like try to see what's gonna come up in the future that you know makes us upset and how we can best handle it with each other. Oh, like how that's so fun <laughs> but though. Isn't isn't that like kind of funny how like me trying to figure out emotions through songs. And then me really wanting to know my friends emotions. Like that is my hot, like I love spending my time understanding and it doesn't feel like work. And I I don't want to be a therapist. Like I don't ever want to be paid for anything like that, that stresses me out. So it's truly something I enjoy that I'll never monetize and just want to keep learning and growing In those areas. And it's like with books, it it relates to the storytelling aspect for you in my mind. Like these gears are just turning. And I'm so excited (laughs) that we've come to this. Like, I am just honestly happy
0: to be here that I figured out I have a hobby. Like, I'm like really just like, wow, okay. So I'm doing better than I thought.
1: So if anybody disagrees, do not ruin this moment for us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For real. So talking to your friends can be a hobby, period. Ellie said so. We Googled it. It's fine. (laughs) I mean. So I will say as it relates to getting unstuck, that is definitely something, at least like either finding some hobbies or just getting to know yourself too, like what you actually enjoy doing. But I think it really comes down to making the time to do those things. So like, I know that kind of like, kind of stacks on top of what I was saying before with just like really concentrating on how I'm distributing my time and like giving myself like time to do things for you know me and my family and friends and my hobbies huh? <laughs> but um I so I think like that is a major player when it comes to hopefully in 2023 like fully unsticking myself getting unstuck you but just said
1: it so I believe it
0: yeah I'm, I'm trying man <laughs> um, and cause I like, cause when I was thinking about this too, like I definitely felt like I know that this is something we say all the time, but I did it the least in 2022 that I've ever done it ever since 2018. I did one. I'm thinking back
1: styled shoot.
0: Yep. I was trying to do math in my head. Sorry. I wasn't just like
1: no you're good i I did
0: one i did one create like because every wedding every event everything is an opportunity to be be creative of course but like
1: here's what i was thinking about the other day being creative without a timeline
0: yes that is the major thing because like while we want to be creative and do these really artistic things with our with our clients we also like have a time frame. we have like, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's just an added aspect of pressure, which is a good thing because like, you know, these are really important moments that we're capturing. And so we need to like give our best to that. So definitely creating without a timeline, creating, like creating in the sense of like, if everything I create today is terrible, it's fine. You know what I mean? Right. Like you, so And And then you
1: create your best work (laughs) because you're not as filled with anxiety. Right.
0: So I literally, I mean, I went to Hawaii. It was an amazing experience. I had a great time, but it was so early on in the year. And then I literally, if I've, if I'm forgetting something, forgive me, but I'm like really trying to think if, if I, let's put it this way. If I did more than one creative, just for the sake of being creative, shoot in 2022, it was the fewest I've ever done in any yeah. year of my business. Let's put it that way. And I did not think that it would affect me as much as it did.
1: It's and also now... hard because Instagram feeds can be filled with all styled shoots.
0: Oh, yeah, girl.
1: It's it's just between what's real and what's not. And then I got this negative mindset around like how styled shoots just weren't even needed. And and I just absolutely despised them in every bit. So I purposefully chose to ignore them the same year that you did. And then I came to the same realization. And it's, I don't know about you, but for me, it was because I kept seeing it on people's feeds. And in my head, I was like, well, I'm good enough on a wedding day to try things I want to try. and I don't need to make my clients think that all of these can be what their days look like. And I want to dig in and see what I have to offer from like business I'm getting. And I didn't know how detrimental to my, my mental health that was going to end up being.
0: Yeah. Because I definitely agree on, I want to show, you know, real people on real days. Like I don't want my whole portfolio to be you know, only styled only, you know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, like those things are just so much fun in a lot of ways because it's fun. And it's like for visual people, it's very visually enticing, but also the main part is there's no timeline. Yeah. So it's like, If you want to edit them three months from now or whatever, as long as you're not contracted, then you know what I mean? Like you can kind of play and do and like really explore your editing style and like all and just like get back to that is the painting on the front porch for me. Like just being able to like create and try stuff. And I didn't really realize like one, two, I was just spoiled. Right. Like I had (laughs) done so many that it was just such a constant what I was doing. I didn't really even realize how it was fueling me. Like I knew I loved it and was enjoying it in the moment, but I didn't realize how it was impacting everything about what I was doing.
1: Styled shoots are another like my- thing that help us get unstuck. And another piece to that is wedding trends come and when couples are booking and planning their weddings, trends can come up over and over again. And so Styled Shoots is a way for you to showcase that you're on top of new trends and love and, and enjoy trying different things and new things for your business to grow to the next level. And I think I saw that directly on my end, too, where it was like I had these beautiful weddings and they were so wonderful. But it was time and time again very similar. And so I wasn't able to show such a dynamic range of what I was able to offer. and that piece is where i think the styled shoots that i'm planning for this year are going to bring back so much more passion into what i'm doing and have me feeling refreshed for the real weddings that i do have.
0: Yeah. I completely agree with that and i also think that maybe this blends into hobbies, i don't know. <laughs> but just thinking about opportunities to be creative like in i mean in other ways like I
1: don't know. I think sometimes we can hold ourselves back, not purposefully, but we want everything to be so perfect for the people who have hired us. We don't want to take a chance on something totally different in case it does fail. Or if it's not a good route to take. And so that can end up hindering us. Whereas style shoots, we can try it, perfect it, use it. Just like whenever flash photography, direct flash, vintage feeling stuff first came out. It took me a little bit longer to use it with couples because I hadn't I wasn't doing styled shoots. So then it was like, well, maybe we can spend like two minutes on this, I'll do a few. Instead of really going for it and just seeing what happens, I held back for so long because I wanted it to be the right thing and I was afraid of not providing that.
0: Yeah. No, I feel that. And so I feel like whether it's like a styled shoot or a model call or whatever it is, like incorporating that back into. My schedule, like I'm really proud of myself. I'm doing two in the month of March. Yeah. And like I want more. But I mean, like I'm they trying also... I'm trying to like prioritize that, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And styled shoots, let's not forget how stressful they can be, how much they can cost, how much time and energy. So I think balance like we've been talking about through this conversation is key because We could find ourselves stuck again if all we're producing is styled shoot after styled shoot and not giving ourselves time to really try those new things and slow down a little bit at the styled shoots we're doing. So I think Mm -hmm. it's a, a good place for us to be in to try to balance between the two. And it also comes back to scheduling
0: as well, like making sure that there are, I mean, obviously, like I want my busy season to be busy and like all that stuff, but like making sure that I have time experiment with editing or, you know what I mean? Like, or schedule issue or things like that too, because I feel like last year I was like, oh, I don't like, I don't know that it was a conscious choice of like, oh, I don't need to do that, but I just didn't do it. And Mm -hmm. so then I, I kind of forgot to leave time in my schedule to have those opportunities.
1: Right. I love how we Decided to come into this conversation as exactly that—a conversation today, just between <laughs> me and you. We were just going to look at each other and be like, "Yes, this, this is this is us on the phone while we started this podcast and recording it as raw and real as it comes." And you know, somehow we managed to kind of start like, "When you become unstuck, how do you know? Here's what it feels like. Here are things that I've done to notice it and overcome it." And I think at this point. It's a beautiful thing to touch on what it does feel like to become unstuck because I think in this conversation, we'll come to some realizations that we've never even told ourselves before. For example, whenever I become unstuck, I feel renewed. I feel like my vision of the direction I'm taking is so much more clear and I feel excited and without, I think that's why in the beginning of this conversation, I was like, I love being stuck people. But (laughs) What I love is the feeling of becoming unstuck, truly. And for me, I think it looks a few different ways, but whenever I'm able to overcome something, I feel so powerful, so self-assured. For sure. And realizing that nobody can stop me. And as we've mentioned in a previous podcast, once you get up one mountain, you're gonna have to come back down and climb up another one. (laughs) Right. I think it's cool to just recognize like, the overall intentional direction that you can have after becoming unstuck
0: yeah i think honestly like i was like miserable in it but i'm also thankful for it because i know that there are mistakes that i made that i won't make again or like maybe i will but like i'm going to be more aware of where certain decisions are going to land me where before I just, cause I feel like everything's a spectrum, right? So it's like, I've been burnt out before, but this is probably like the most stuck or burnout that I've felt ever. And so it's like, I think it's good to know where that is as long as it doesn't get to a super unhealthy place, because I feel like, I feel like it, helps me be a better friend. It helps me be a better mentor, you know, because if you're just like all sunshine and roses all the time, like I want that for you, but I also feel like you, you don't, it's harder to handle it when it, you know what I mean? Like if you've never experienced anything like that, or it's like hard to pull yourself out of it you know, if you've never experienced it. So I feel like it definitely has given me good perspective and like decisions and priorities that I want to make and have.
1: Every stage of getting stuck and unstuck is so meaningful. And I think that's why you've got to take the time to grieve and get through those moments. And then you've got to find the time to have gratitude. Bulldozing, as we like to say. (laughs) Past that gratitude piece doesn't set the standard for how self-aware you can truly decide to be, I think, because the gratitude piece is almost harder to recognize because you just want to move on to the next thing. Whereas if you take a look and you've made your schedule and you've taken time off for these vacations and you've planned, you know, two styled shoots a month and you're looking forward to this wedding that you never in a million years thought that you'd be the photographer are. And yet here you are taking time and living in that space so that you can gain more moments like that. I think if we bulldoze right past it, we're not allowing ourselves the space to live as that person. And we know that if we're accepting that side of ourselves, that we're going to see it more and more in the future. Um, It's like the lucky girl thing on TikTok where it's like you just tell yourself you're lucky. Like you have to tell yourself how how thankful you are. And even as a family, we sit down at dinner and we – every – night we say what we're thankful for individually. And sometimes it's really big things. And sometimes it's days where I'm like, there's literally nothing I'm thankful for, but my child is staring at me and I'm like, holy (laughs) hell, I'm at this table with you. That is what I'm thankful for. And so I think it's okay to have a routine for gratitude and not necessarily have to wait till it's at the end of your unstuckness or whatever we want to call it. To be able to to uh, live that side of things.
0: Yeah, it's like being grateful for the business and and what you're doing and what you're building and the people that believe in you and all that. And it's also being grateful for the lessons that can come out of less than ideal situations.
1: Yeah, um, I know we talked about so many specifics but i really want to hear from you if you're okay with sharing what you're grateful for after these years of being so stuck oh my gosh
0: okay this cannot be caitlin cries every episode like okay no it's it's what we do yeah (laughs) god they're like here she goes okay um honestly like in an event to like I mean this in like the most wholehearted way like this is going to sound like a very stereotypical answer but it's really not um specifically I'm most grateful for my husband um just because of the person that he is and who he has been through all of it um because as bad as the things have been for me they were actually happening to him and still being, like, so supportive and, like, my number one cheerleader is, like, who are you, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, like, honestly, like, my family and my friends, like, because they're the only things that have, like, kept me going when I wanted to quit. Or not really wanted to quit, but, like, felt that I couldn't keep going, you know? like they're the ones that like have supported me blindly like even when it's like you're going to do what like you're going to and that has like remained to be true like every single year you know and like not only like in my business but like as a person but like specifically as it relates to like my journey in creating a business and like doing this thing that I really love doing like I literally literally could not if it wasn't for my family and my friends
1: yeah I think that's so beautiful and there's so much we can be thankful for and I think one thing I'd love to encourage everybody to do is um maybe have this conversation with somebody who you trust who you're close with because I don't think Caitlin and I realized how much God, I hate to keep saying it that we needed this. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! But truly, so many conversations that we just had helped me even become more self-aware of of myself and who I want to be and who I want to be for my friends and my family. And it's it takes a lot of courage to put out there. So we just want to thank you all for being a part of these hard conversations and allowing us to express our heart and share things with you all open openly and the self-work that we're doing that we didn't even plan to do on this podcast um (laughs) is hopefully something to where we've connected deeper with you all too
0: yes we cannot thank you enough for being here for riding along with us for listening to all of you know just the the raw and the real yeah that comes out sometimes So DM us or shoot us an email. You can find our email in the show description. We'd love to hear from you and honestly, like support you. Like if you're feeling stuck or if you are sharing your wins of finally feeling less stuck, we want to hear that because we want to celebrate you or support you in that journey. But until next time, Ellie, it's been a pleasure as always. And we can't wait to talk to you again soon.
1: Bye.